When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. Today's episode comes from a foundation of Al-Anon, and we're utilizing Al-Anon as a way to look deeper into soul recovery. And this particular episode originally aired in February of 2023 for bonus episodes for those who are Apple Podcast subscribers or Patreon members. And I'm reading out of Hope for Today's Daily Reader on that day. And it brings in the Al-Anon slogans, How Important Is It? And this too shall pass. We're going to be talking about how those relate in Al-Anon and in soul recovery. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Positive results in our lives will follow. I know many of you have gotten here through what I call the door of Al-Anon early on in a couple of my episodes when I finally mentioned Al-Anon. Those were the episodes that everybody jumped into and I finally just decided, hey, this is what we need. This is a community that's needed. And soul recovery is not Al-Anon. It is inspired by Al-Anon. It has a a lot of things that are similar, but soul recovery has more elements to it. I'm a recovered alcoholic, as you know, and also learning how to not be codependent and oh my goodness, just try to fix and people please every single person in my life. And so this journey of soul recovery is a deeper level of healing our souls, of those doors that we walk through that get us here are really doors that open us up to this expansive spiritual path that lets us finally choose a happy and healthy life where we can turn the attention to ourselves and make choices in our life about how we are going to see things. What is our perception? Are we going to hold on to the past? Are we going to hold on to grievances? Are we going to hold on to pain? Are we going to hold on to guilt? Can we trust that there is a higher power that is supporting us and loving us and leading us along the way? And more importantly, can we trust a higher power is in charge of all those people that we were trying to control and fix and take care of and that they're leading them on their way? So as we're on this journey together and we're doing these deep dives, 
I still find myself going back to Al-Anon literature because so many of you request that, that you like hearing my stories of my life and the soul recovery take on these Al-Anon readings. So today's another day where we're going to do that. I reached out and opened the Hope for Today daily reader from Al-Anon for February 17th, which is the date that this episode will be published. And I just thought it was a really beautiful reading. So we're going to do the soul recovery take on today's reading. It says, I developed some fairly negative attitudes about life while growing up in an alcoholic family. If nine people complimented me and one person insulted me, I focused all my attention on one insult. However, as I recover in Al-Anon, I'm beginning to see the glass half full instead of half empty. Our slogans and sayings are taking on a richer, fuller meaning for me. To me, the slogan, how important is it, used to mean there are things in life not worth putting much energy into, such as obsessing about one insult I might have received along with a whole bunch of compliments. But now I see that it can also mean that there are important things worthy of my time, energy, and love, such as my self-esteem and my recovery. If it's truly important to me, then it's worth my time and effort. And the slogan is, how important is it? I'll just comment on that one before I move on to the next one, because I love this concept of having this awareness that when we are growing up in a dysfunctional home or an alcoholic home, or to be honest, any home in growing up was not easy. Give yourself credit for just making it this far and just notice that part of us that learns these beliefs, these ways of being, these patterns. And so often, I love that they talk about how you could have nine compliments and then all you remember is the one negative compliment. When we use these new tools to change our perception just a little bit, to just turn the attention away from this outward focus we begin to see that we have control of the only thing we have control of, which is ourselves and our own thoughts and our own feelings. And so how important is it is such a great slogan to use when you're feeling like, am I going to fight this situation? Am I going to stand up for myself? Is this a place where I need to put my flag in the battlefield? How important is it? And I do this at home all the time. So especially with husbands and kids, there's this part of me that has really decided that my peace and calm in my life and in my mind is way more beneficial than whether there's clothes on the floor or whether someone didn't pick up after themselves in a way that would be nice. I spent years and years and years and years being so rigidly upset that people weren't taking care of their own stuff. And I felt taken advantage of. I felt like everyone was just leaving it up to me because I was a doormat. So how important was it for me was that I, I fought. I fought and battled and was just pissed so often because there was just so much to be done and I was the one that was doing it. It's actually better for me to be clear about my boundaries, to be able to have conversations from a standpoint that says, hey, I just feel like I'm the one who's picking up everything again. And so I really need some more awareness around it. 
that is much healthier than it is for me to be going around stomping and being pissed off because people aren't picking up after themselves. Most of the time, they're just completely self-centered and unaware of the situation. Oh my gosh, even in the sense of watching my husband communicate with people and all of those things that I've learned just to zip my lip about, it's really none of my business what they're talking about. It's really none of my business, even if I have an idea, is it really important? How important is it for me to share my idea? Did he ask for my idea? Is this a place where I'm actually involved or am I listening to a conversation for another room and so I'm involving myself? And those ones I've learned to back way off. But I also love the take of like, how important is it to not discount that when something is important to you, that you should put your time and energy and love into it? How important is this if you really want to go and do something and it feels important to you to be able to share from your heart like, hey, I really wanted to go see this movie. I really want to go see this friend, or I would really love the support of everybody if we're going to go to grandma's house for her birthday. Those are those moments where when we come from that healthier place of communication, we can actually say this is important to me and they'll listen because we haven't been crying wolf around everything that pisses us off or everything that we are allowing to heap on us and make us feel overwhelmed. So I really love how they balance those two things out to be able to let go of what's not important and also to claim with a healthy way what is important to you and have clarity about that and not let it go. Okay, moving on to the second part of the reading. It says, Similarly, I used to apply the expression, this too shall pass, only when I was facing a painful and difficult situation. I used it to remind myself that no matter how much anguish I felt or how miserable my situation seemed, nothing lasts forever. Then my sponsor told me about applying this to all circumstances, not just the rough ones. Applying this too shall pass to pleasant experiences was something I had never thought of doing. Yet the same truth applies. Nothing lasts forever, the beauty or the horrid. So I might just as well patiently ride out the bad times, knowing they will end, and joyously embrace the good ones while they last. I think I picked this reading because of that one in particular, and it's because I use this too shall pass so often when I'm having a hard moment. And as a matter of fact, just I think it was last night, actually, I was talking to Bodhi and he's really he was having a hard night and he's my 24 year old. And I'm listening to him just have heartache about being where he is in his life. So much is going so well. And yet he's this young man and he's just struggling and going through what it is to be a human being and figuring out how to be in the world and and having expectations and other people's expectations of him and and I did as much that I could of just loving him and listening and applying wisdom where I could but when I got off the phone I started to cry and I was crying because 
it's hard to watch your kids struggle. And my kids right now aren't struggling from alcohol, but they are struggling just from life. And I thought to myself, no matter what, we love our kids so much. And I was proud of myself in the situation in speaking to him to not get too caught up in trying to fix him. And I had to hold that space of my own emotions till I got off the phone. And when Rich came into the kitchen and saw that I was crying and asked how the conversation went, he said, you know, sweetheart, don't, don't get so, so afraid. See, I still get afraid. (laughs) Even though I've been doing all this work, he said, don't get so afraid, sweetheart. Just remember this too shall pass that these moments are fleeting and the boys are doing so good. And, you know, it's interesting because I know that, but sometimes I need a reminder because when our hearts are really filled with that wash up of emotion and we want to go back into fix it, we want to go back into control it mode, just to have somebody lovingly look at you in the eyes and say, it's okay to feel the feelings that you're having. And just remember, it's okay. This too shall pass. And sure enough, this morning I get a text. Thanks for chatting with last night. I feel better. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make deep and real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media, join the private Facebook group, and even our monthly soul recovery support group on Zoom to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If these episodes are helping you in any way and you want to donate, you want to really figure out how can I support this community and recover your soul, please look at the show notes below. There is a link to be able to donate monthly three, five, eight, or $10. This cost of a fancy cup of coffee would really help support this community and recover your soul. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. And I'm so grateful for that. But I also love that this talks about not rushing or taking for granted the good stuff. The reminder that even the good things, the beautiful things, those moments that are so precious and delicious, they too will pass. And as we watch children grow, I remember the boys being a certain age where I used to tease them like, oh, if he could just stop growing And you know they're not going to stop growing. But I tried as much as I could in those years, in those precious moments when I'm snuggling them after a bath or reading a bedtime story or doing some of the fun things that we would do and connect as a family. I remember just soaking those in and having this moment that just knew that these were fleeting moments. We spend so much time in our life not being present in our bodies, not being present in the moment. Even when the moment is a beautiful moment, it's like we're in the moment and we're already thinking, oh, this is going to be over soon. And we're already stressing about when it's going to finish. Instead of being in it, 
and just being present with it. And even in that conversation with Bodhi last night, my heart was hurting for him, but I was having this feeling that was gratitude that he would share his life with me so vulnerably, that he was willing to reach out to me as a friend and as a council member in his life, and how precious that is and what a gift that is, and that we don't know how long we have here, and we don't know what our relationships are going to be like. So every time I have a connecting moment with my boys, even when I'm hearing them having a hard time, I remind myself to be in that moment, to be in that moment and not wish the days away. And we can get so lost in the mire of our lives that all of a sudden, I don't know about you, but I look back and I think, it's been three years since the pandemic started. I mean, that's crazy. It seems like that was just recently. Or it's been five years since I quit drinking. And then that was 10 years since we went to Hawaii that time. And 15 years since the first time I started recovery. Like all of a sudden, time is slipping through my fingers. So this too shall pass. Letting go of the things that are complicated and hard and being present for and soaking up the things that feel good and being grateful for those moments when it feels good and it feels like you're celebrating life. What a beautiful slogan, this too shall pass. In soul recovery, we're working on being present with what is. We're working on accepting fully the entire embodiment of all of it, the light, the dark, the awareness of what actually is here without judgment, without thinking, oh, it should be better, it should be, it, it could be worse, or it is worse, or why isn't it better? All of those emotions that get caught up in not just being present with what is and being compassionate with yourself in whatever the situation is, and then being compassionate with the people around you. It comes back again to how important is it? Because when you're in those situations in your life where you are being mindful and present right here, right now, not holding on to the pain from the past, not being in fear of the future, but right here, right now, you can actually start to witness how important is it and is this something that I'm going to allow myself to take away my serenity or is this an opportunity to bring in more serenity? We're asking in soul recovery to bring serenity and peace into our lives even in the midst of an emotional storm around us. Even talking to Bodhi last night, even though my heart hurt, even though I cried, even though that mama bear in me was filled up, right? Kind of like risen up. I didn't go into panic like I would have. I didn't go into extreme thinking. I didn't go into a lot of the places that I would have gone to. I went to a place that said, my family's important to me. My family's important to me, and these relationships are important to me. I just am present in what I'm feeling, allowed myself to be uncomfortable, 
allowed myself to be uncomfortable with his discomfort. Try to speak from a source of love and encouragement and not a source of codependency or control. Letting him have his own experience and then letting me have my own experience. At the end of this page, the thought for the day says, there are more facets to our simple slogans than I may realize. There's so many great, beautiful, not just AA slogans, but really powerful quotes in our lives that can be fabulous tools to right set our thinking. And if you have ones that speak to you, put them on sticky notes and put them in places that are helpful for you to see. Have them in a box, put them on beautiful pieces of paper so that you can pull them out like oracle cards. Reminding ourselves on a regular basis, these slogans, these quotes, these inspirational words is a way to bring us back to our center. It's a way to reconnect us with source. It's a way to bring us back into balance and allow all the haze of the world out there to just dissipate a little. Coming back to the truth that we are connected to our higher power. In this moment, right here, right now, you and I talking to each other, I'm here for you in this moment with my voice in your head. You are connected and loved by a higher power and all is well. And you have what you need to move forward in your life with strength, with compassion, with awareness, with guidance from this higher power. And you have the ability to let go of the pain, the grievance, all of the hurt from the past. Every day we choose. We choose. This too shall pass. But be present in the moment that you are at this exact time so that life doesn't pass you by and you wonder why you missed it. I just want to remind you that if you haven't come and done some soul recovery sessions with me yet, many of you are working with me directly and I'm seeing amazing, amazing changes happen in your life. I just want to invite you to come and do soul recovery with me. It's an intuitive process. It's a process that is unique to each person. And it is my absolute honor and privilege to be invited into your life to be with you for your soul recovery journey. So go to the website, book a session. In the show notes are the discount codes to get 40% off on your first session. I'd love to work with you one-on-one. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my soul recovery journey? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with higher power, whatever that is for you, and then to discover and step into a happy and healthy life of your making. You can also become part of the Soul Recovery Community 
One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's on Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website and get your Zoom link. It's the same link every month. We're also on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and now even Insight Timer. Yes, lots of ways to connect. There is even a private Facebook group that will allow you for more communication and conversation about soul recovery with your community. If you'd like an extra bonus episode every Friday, you can become an Apple Podcast subscriber or choose your tier level of giving on Patreon. I'd also love all the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time and give me five stars, a quick review, share the podcast with friends and family, make sure you're subscribing however you listen to the podcast. We're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you, thank you for going to the website, pushing the donate button, and giving whatever feels right to you. It means so much to me because I have this mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, everything that you do to be part of this community is making all that happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.